Hey everyone and welcome to the Just Chatting Podcast, a podcast discussing all things fitness, well-being and mindset, hosted by yours truly, Jessica Banhan. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Just Chatting Podcast. This morning, well I say this morning because we're recording this in the morning time, um, I'm joined by a lovely fellow Tipperary gal, well Nina gal if anything, so for anyone that's wondering uh, that is where myself and our special guests are from um, and that is the incredible online coach Jenny Percy. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me this morning to record this podcast. No problem, thank you so much for having me, it was so nice to get a message from you asking me, I was like delighted with myself so thank you so much you're so so welcome no I feel I was really really excited to record this podcast and I'm, I'm very excited to kind of see yeah. where this conversation goes like before um so guys before we actually went and clicked to record on this it was very much like let's just see where this goes yeah because I suppose like what I've loved obviously since pretty particularly since you started your fitness page and actually seeing you kind of grow that as well and even the topics you discussed I was like this could be a really really helpful you know podcast episode for some you know females that uh, may follow me as well um and follow both of us as well so I think it'll be yeah. very very interesting to kind of see you know kind of where it goes but I suppose to really let's reel back in a few years mm-hmm. let's just go so like you know I suppose like how fitness became a part of your life you know what what was it that you you know kind of started training or started like looking into how to improve like your life or your health or your lifestyle or whatever goals you had um let's try, let's try to see if you can remember that far back mm-hmm. yeah so I probably start I started going to the gym when I was about in, I think it was in first year of secondary school and it was because I was just so self-conscious like it was definitely not like oh I want to feel better myself it was like I really don't like how I look and I just want to change it and that was actually that probably started when I was about I would actually say nine. So I got long. Yeah. So, so it was like from about the age of nine, I really started to notice my body. And I suppose I did feel quite, I felt very unhappy in my body at about nine, which is crazy to think. Um, And like, it wasn't enough to kind of make me do something about it because I was still like a child. Um, So like that bad body image kind of, it was always there but then when I went into first year obviously you're going to discos and you're you're you might be texting lads and stuff like that so um like the pressure was definitely more mm-hmm. and then like um I just like taking photos for discos I was like really really unhappy with, with the way I looked even looking even though looking back now I'm like I was so cute like why did I ever think that you know um but yeah, so that kind of, it was kind of around then where I was like, right, I need to do something because I'm so unhappy in what I look like. Now I had no idea of anything. Like I just knew that if you exercise, I just thought that if you exercise, oh, you'll, you'll lose weight and look good, like whatever. So I started going to the gym, um, one of the gyms in Nina and it, I had no clue what I was doing. Like I literally was like, just cardio 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 you know so I just thought okay if I just run and walk and just do loads of of movement that something would happen because I, I knew that you had to exercise well not that you have to exercise to lose weight but I, I just kind of correlated healthy eating and movement with, with weight loss um and I didn't 
understand calories or anything at this stage. I just thought you could just eat as much healthy food as you want and just move as much as you can. And, you know, you'd get the body you wanted. Um, so like the beginning, it was so fine. I was just um, going to the gym, you know, doing even half an hour on the treadmill. But like it was still out of such a hatred place. Like it was like you have to go and you have to do it, even though it was I was still eating well and stuff like that. It was it was very it was just, I was just in such a negative mindset. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Um, and so after a few months, like I definitely did start to lose weight and people were actually saying it to me and they were like, God, like you look great. Like, what are you doing? And, but I was, it was actually a very healthy in terms of, it was very slow, but it was happening. Okay, so it wasn't like a rapid. No, like, no. So this was like over the course of maybe six months. Okay. Um, but I didn't know, like I didn't, re- so I wasn't counting, I had no idea what calories were. I was just kind of eating healthy and yeah. I wouldn't touch any sweets or anything like that. Um, so naturally I just lost some weight. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, people were always saying to me like, oh my God, you look great, like whatever. And like, that was like, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, this is really good. Um, and I was like getting that kind of, what's the word, like, that rush of I don't know I just loved hearing that I was like oh my god it's working the gratification it's kind of like you know it's kind of like just that maybe that was the self-worth or um that you probably needed as well because you weren't giving it to yourself I think that's how a lot of people are people we are so driven to be so negative about ourselves it's negative body talk whereas like if someone if we just you know we were to say oh god I feel so like crap today whatever someone's like oh my god but like you know look amazing it's we always always need to hear that and sometimes yeah. it's so hard because like we should be saying it to ourselves and like that's where a lot of self-love and self-belief comes from should be coming from but we look for it from external factors as well particularly as you said you were in a negative mindset so you need to hear from somewhere else because you knew that sure, you were yeah. going to tell yourself you know I am beautiful I am fabulous whatever yeah. like so like especially at a young age as well like 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 nine years of age like mm-hmm. you know do like do you remember if there was like so we're talking like you know nine years of age that was obviously the early like 2000s as well like do you was there like you know maybe it's like celebrities you were looking up to were you comparing yourselves to your peers like where do you think that kind of stemmed from as well because like you know was it other girls in your class or anything like that it was probably my peers like I was Mm -hmm. it wasn't really celebrities I would say but I like and I was never I wasn't a heavy child or anything like I was just I'm not going to say bigger than my friends, but I was, I was, I was tall. And like, so many of my friends were just like, you know, those tiny little kids that are just so small. And, um, I suppose I just thought I was, I was bigger and I kind of became really conscious about it then. I think like just knowing that, oh, maybe I was wearing clothes nine to 10 and they were wearing seven to eight, like things like that. I remember. Um, wow. yeah, I know. Um, and yeah so like I was just I don't know why it it, it it did happen I think it was probably like I was definitely taller than all my friends I don't know would that be like anything but it kind of got worse over the years then because I actually kind of started to gain a bit of weight at about 11 okay um, just because I loved sweets like every child <laughs> Um, even yeah. that we, we, we yeah. enjoy as well but I suppose like 
you know what you come as it, then and obviously you're coming into like obviously like you know your teenage years and that's when like you know your menstrual cycle will start and yeah. like all those factors will obviously come into place so like you will start developing as well so no doubt like these were obviously things that you were probably experiencing at the same time as well um, yeah and you know it's there are other kind of like factors maybe to kind of you know that we don't consider maybe yeah but yeah so it was like I was like 11 and I started to gain some weight and I was I started to feel much worse about myself and then I would get the odd comment from people in my class um like we were doing like we had a band you know the St Mary's band like yeah. <laughs> the St Patrick's Day Parade and like just comments like oh my god your skirt is so big or like your legs look really fat in those tights or it's like little comments like that and I'd be like I was just like so upset about it but I just didn't say anything or like you know just little comments like that and everyone would like just laugh it off um, yeah. and I didn't really I wasn't like I was a bit bothered by it but not enough that it affected I suppose my like my eating choices at that age or anything like that okay so, yeah so then obviously after when I was in first year then and I started to get those compliments from everyone and um yeah like I was like oh this is great but then I went into second year and because I was doing so much running on the treadmill because I think the treadmill is really bad for your feet apparently to run on I don't know I've been told that maybe it's not I should probably ask Alexa that yeah it, it, it would uh, yeah it would be like a little bit tough like people always kind of recommend us was like like obviously going on the road will be tough as well yeah um but obviously like as long as you have like the proper shoes for running yeah then. but I was just running so much um so basically what happened was my hip just literally gave in um, when I was in second year and I was at PE one day in school and it just like I don't even know what happened it I don't know did it click or did it pop I actually don't even know but I like I remember it happened and I it was just so painful and so I went to A&E um, and I was out I like I could I was on crutches so I couldn't actually like lean on my left foot because okay. it was it was hurting my hip so when that happened I was like oh my god I can't go to the gym and like that was like the main point where I was like the fear was there like of like not exercising I was able to see I was always able to go and I was always able to eat right so it was like it was fine but then I was like oh my god I can't go and I was like what am I going to do like what am I actually going to do I was like really anxious about it um at this stage were you like going like how often were you going to gym at this point and like did, like was this an was that a norm thing for like were any were any other people your age going to the gym at this point as well um, yes they were like it, it, I was definitely a really healthy weight I looked good yeah um like there was nothing really worrying or anything you know I was still okay. eating very well okay um and yeah my friends like we go sometimes but like I would just kind of spend that extra bit longer in there um but so like there was no like no one was worried about me like I if okay. for anything everyone thought I was doing great I felt better I lost some weight like um so yeah then the physio recommended that I could try swimming for my hip because I couldn't lean on my leg but actually mm. when I went into the pool I I could move perfectly it wasn't painful at all so I was able to swim so I started going to the pool anyway and I was like right so this is great now I can you know I can swim in the pool and um, and that just escalated so badly like to be honest it, it it really did like I started going to the pool 
and like I started doing 10 lengths and then 20 and like it just kept building up and up and every time I went I had to do a bit more okay um and I used to be going after school and I remember like one evening we were kind of late so we didn't go we, we went straight to the pool after we didn't go home and I didn't get dinner and then I was in the pool and I was like thinking oh I didn't have dinner and I was just like that's such an easy way not to have it like those kind of thoughts were starting to come in and it was just so and I was like losing weight really rapidly at this stage so like slowly my portions were getting smaller and I was missing out on certain things and I started to like this sounds awful but like the feeling of being hungry um yeah so all these kind of things were like coming together I like like I loved that kind of my clothes getting looser it was it was so bad um so from the space of like December I think it was December 2015 and like March no the end of February like I just lost I was just like a quarter of me like it was just I just hit an all-time low like it just got so out of hand um like I was in the pool every day doing hundreds of lengths um like barely fueling myself um and I remember the gym the oh sorry the the guy that works at the pool was like to my mom you need to stop letting her come because she literally looks worse every time she comes in here um and I just the food was just it was just terrifying and it was just like it had gotten so bad that I just like couldn't do anything didn't go to school like nothing like it was just my body and and eating as little as possible and moving as much as I could was the only thing that I cared about. Okay. Um, and at this stage now, I was like really, really underweight. Like I never, I've never thought I could feel like the way I felt. I just felt, I actually felt kind of like dead. Like I was just like, I didn't think about anything. I was just like a walking zombie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I hit like rock bottom at that stage and I was like I actually I remember I went into the pool the last day I went into the pool and I sat at the edge of it and I was just like I actually cannot do like I was just sitting there like my heart was racing I was so hungry so tired and I was like I actually could not think of anything worse right now than actually getting into the pool and spending about three hours in there just going up and down and up and down like and I was like so I just got up and I walked out of the pool and I was like, I just can't, like, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and I, yeah. So I went out to my mom and I was like, I just want to go home. And we went home and like, that was just, that was kind of the main, that was kind of the main part where I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, it was like, this is just awful. Like I could not think of anything worse. I was like, I don't want to like it was it was just so bad um and that was kind of the time where we were like right like I need help do you know what I mean like this wasn't going away I was so terrified of food like I just didn't want to touch anything I actually used to be as crazy as this sounds I used to be afraid that I could inhale calories that's how terrified I was like I'd be near food I'd be like if it was oil or if my sister got Chinese or anything I'd be like no I can't even go near it like it was like no it was ridiculous like the fear I had um 
and just the compulsive exercising. It was just so bad. Um, and then, so at that stage, we were like, right, something needs to happen because I can't, I literally just was like, I can't live like this. Like, um, and so we rang my doctor and she, like, to be honest, they're very not educated about it. Do you know, like they just, they just think you need to just gain a bit of weight and you're fine. Um, but she referred me on to CAMS, which is like, it's the Child Adolescent Mental Health Services with the HSE. Okay. Um, and they saw me and they were like, right, okay, you need proper help. Like you need intense help. So I was actually referred up to a hospital in Dublin. Wow, okay. I went in there in March 2016 and I spent a week there and refused treatment I was like nope no I can't do this like not doing this I can do it on my own I don't need to gain weight like blah blah blah. and they were just like see if you're not going to if you're not in the right headspace and you're not going to want to recover at that time it's it's not going to happen so they were like you're not ready you know like I if you're not ready there like nothing will work because what you'll do is you'll gain the weight and then you come out and lose it all again um so yeah so I went in that time anyway and that was when I got like diagnosed with anorexia um at the time and I was like I literally like now I'm about 25 kilos heavier so like I was like I was just like you know it was just ridiculous so I left anyway said I'd get better on my own like blah 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 that obviously you were like 15 at this time 14 to 15 I was 14 and I turned 15 in the May after the March like I went in in March so I turned just for everyone to kind of kind of understand I suppose I think it's kind of important to clarify the age we're going through because like this is something that you know doesn't happen to you know every 15 year 14 yeah. 15 year old girl I think it's just important for everyone to kind of remember when you, when you're talking about this and being so open I really thank you because it's it's quite emotional to listen to because when I think about when I was 14 15 and I oh, yeah. experienced that and it's just so I think people need to realize that like you don't know what's going on in people's heads and yeah. like you being so vulnerable right here right now hmm. being open I think like please take a second before we even continue on hmm. to be proud of everything that you've done up until this point. Like yeah. even for you, even opening up about it and talking about it out loud, I can imagine how difficult this is. Mm. Um, so I just want to thank you so far for being so open. And like, this is just, yeah, it's just, it's just I'm in awe of everything. Like, so obviously now I know the woman that you are now and everything yeah. that you've done. So yeah. it's, it's just really amazing to kind of hear everything that you've done so far. So I just want everyone to kind of take a second and be like really like in awe of Jenny right now because how, how old are you now you're 20 I'm 20 you're 20 like literally yeah. do you know what I mean like we're talking yeah. like this wasn't just like 20 years ago that this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this was literally six years ago so yeah. well everyone just take a second deep breath okay <laughs> yeah continue, continue um so yeah so I, I left basically refused and um that didn't go to plan because I was like oh I'll get better on my own but like in my head I was like no I just want to keep losing weight which was just awful um and then so what happened was I actually went back in in the August so I was in went in March took about six months off 
not off, but it took about six months trying to get better on my own. But I actually was worse when I went in in August. And at that point, I was like, I have no other option. Like, I was just like, it's either this or what? Like, it was like, I just was rock bottom. I was like, I would literally do anything. Like, I can't, like, I would do anything to get out of this. Like, it was just so bad, the state I got myself in. I just didn't, like, every day was just, like, I just didn't, it was just, I just didn't want to do things every day. It was like, no. Um, so I was like, I don't even care. I just need to go in and, and just get this sorted because it, it was just so bad. Um, so yeah, went in in August, 2016 and I was going into my junior cert at that time. Um, but obviously I, I didn't go to school. So I spent 14 weeks up there after. Wow. So I came out at the end of was the beginning of December. I think I came out actually. Um, and like it was just it before I went in and after I came out it literally transformed me as a person like in what I learned and and what I the people I met are like I'm still such good friends with some of them they are the most incredible people I've ever met in my life like we were all together there and we were all so unwell but we still like the friendships you formed in there was just crazy because everyone was going through the same thing. So like I was obviously in, um, I was in like a mental he- adolescent mental health ward. So there was, there was people with eating disorders and then there was people with like depression, anxiety. Um, so there was a mix of us, which was actually really nice because there is a real competitive side to eating disorders. So you'll be looking over at someone else, like they're not eating their food. Like, you know, why are they eating? Oh, I'm eating way faster. Like, you know things like that like it's so competitive um so it was nice to have the mix because like the like I remember this one girl um like she she was in there for like depression and anxiety and like she was just so helpful because she'd go and grab a few biscuits and she'd be eating them in front of me and I'd be like in awe of her do you know what I mean I was like yeah she's like see see Jen I can just eat these like nothing's gonna happen like so it was nice to have someone who would a perfect relationship with food like you know there was people there that ate properly and didn't have any of that so that was good but um it was yeah that that those 14 weeks were the most difficult 14 weeks I've ever like it was like full straight in and it was like right like waking was was the only thing that that mattered to them which I think looking back is wrong because I do think they're like obviously I needed to gain weight but it was such a major focus I only had like like psychology once a week so it wasn't intense therapy I needed it every day like I was I was a mess like um because you know we ate about five times a day and every meal was just horrible do you know what I mean like I'd go in and I'd be like oh my god like and they would not like you would one hour you could sit in there for an hour um and if you, after the hour you hadn't finished, then you, you were to leave. But like, there was so much little things. Like if you didn't finish your meals, you weren't allowed to go out to the garden or like, you know, you could, once you gained a certain amount of weight, you were allowed to go home at the weekend or you were allowed to have a visitor in. So like, it was really like, it was like, I'm just wasting my time. If I don't eat, like, I was just sitting there like, why? I remember the first week, like I just looked at the food, like, I was just like, no, 
And I remember we weren't allowed, which is really weird, we weren't allowed water because like, you know, some people might like drink a load of water to make their weight go up. So it looks like they gain weight. So we weren't allowed any water. So every time I was like, oh, I'm thirsty. Oh yeah, I can go get milk. And I'd be like, like, I just like, you know, so we were only allowed to drink milk. So we had a glass of milk every meal. And it was like, I won't, you know, it was like, no, not touching that. I remember the first meal I sat down for like, and took like a bite or something. And then like, I thought when you're finished, you just hand up the plate. And then she was like, oh, um, Jenny, you actually need to finish that before you leave. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what have I done? Like, what have I gotten? I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I'm literally, and like, obviously if it was my mom or something that said that, I'd be like, no. But like, this was someone, this was a doctor. Like, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. Her, and I was like, oh my God. Do you know, so, um, so yeah, I just had to sit back down. And, but I remember when the day I actually arrived there, sorry, I'm going so back and forth here. Um, but the day I arrived there, like, I remember the nurse, like, there was no way I was going to stay on my behalf you know it was like we were going to chat to them and the nurse showed me around showed me the rooms because it was like you live in there well you don't live in there it is a hospital ward like but um obviously we're not in like hospital beds we did have our own rooms and stuff but she was showing me around and then I came back and my parents were gone because there was no there was no way I would have stayed otherwise I would have went crazy do you know what I mean yeah I was like oh my god and like I was under 18, so I couldn't leave. Like I, if you're over 18 and you're in there, you can leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was like, and I just, I was like, okay. It was so difficult. I can't even describe it. Like, but um after the like first month, I was kind of, you know, I'd made really, really good friendships and I'd really good, I had a few really good friends and and we really helped each other. Um and but like I was so I was I was eating so the food like increased as as the weeks went on okay. so we started off at like a not low amount but like just kind of maintenance let's say um which wasn't maintenance for me because I was so underweight any food would have made me gain weight do you know what I mean yeah um, so that kind of increased as we went on and then by the end of it like I was on close to 4,000 calories a day like it was crazy we were given these like um these drinks they're like a food supplement they're called fortisips I don't know if you've heard of them no I haven't but like food supplement drink like drinks yeah, yeah there was like 400 calories in in each one we had three of them a day and we had three meals and three snacks and it was just it was so unreal because I was like I love food but like I was terrified you know I think something people always think is like oh someone with an eating disorder is terrified like they hate food but like really we're so obsessed with it at the time we're just terrified of it um but yeah so so that was that experience and you came Um, out of the 14 weeks and like how was life then afterwards like did obviously it was naturally still work in progress in terms of like I suppose getting back to normality as well and obviously probably going back to school like there was those were obviously things that you'd kind of had to yeah slowly resume so when I left I was like so I I got into like a healthy weight in terms of BMI but it wasn't healthy weight for me like I'm 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 about 
12 kilos heavier now you know that was minimum healthy like but I still I still felt awful you know but in in my eyes I was like I'm healthy now like I can't gain any more weight like so I came out anyway and obviously I was so much better like I was so much better even by gaining weight your your brain does heal a lot because when you're so underweight and so starved you can't think straight like you know even I know it's different to a prep obviously but you know when you were on prep and you were really hungry like you obviously can't think straight and like your concentration and stuff but 100 that's, um, that's, that's the joys and a lot of people don't kind of think about that i suppose yeah but i think that's an important thing to remember is like whenever anyone goes in the fat loss phase like you know you're giving your body less energy than what is required so yeah. you know i think people always think oh like fat loss phase is easy and all the yeah. for some people it can be difficult because like you might feel sometimes a bit low in energy and then you're kind of wondering oh gosh i'm feeling a bit tired and yeah oh sure this isn't going great and i'm like well that that's unfortunately just how science works in terms of calorie deficit and yeah. you know so the fact that even you said like from a brain cognitive point of view yeah because if you if you were at a healthy ish weight at the time let's say obviously coming out of that experience like your brain is obviously just feeling a little bit more alert mm-hmm. you know as you said when you think about that time when you were in the pool like you you were under eating you were over exercising and you got to the stage where like you do kind of feel like so lethargic and like you know again just to, to we'll go back to you in a second but I suppose like for people to kind of relate that back like you know people who may want to do like photo shoot prep or competition mm-hmm. you know like people don't like again I suppose like you know when Lex and I did our prep like we tried to be open and honest about like you will see from even like particularly Lex like Lex would have lost a lot of weight in particular in her face as well and you can see it in her face yeah. you can see that now versus like for her face now versus like what uh, she was and like you know like you do you do lose body fat yeah. everywhere and it, it you feel so lethargic but you know at the end of the day for us it's a, it, it's a choice and we obviously yeah. will never try to like you know implicate our health at any point because obviously mm. it's a safe, it should be a safe process as well yeah but again it's yeah it's just it's, it's, it's yeah it's important to, it's mad like, because I actually obviously it's very different but when I do follow a lot of like girls who bodybuild and, and do preps and stuff and like a lot of things they say I can relate to because just from like the human body what happens when we do under eat I can relate so much to like obviously in a prep you you under eat a lot so uh, I can relate to certain things like even with like like I really relate to Grace Mannion's video about her like you know I think she was talking about her health after prep and how she said like she had to gain more weight than necessary which yeah, it was, it was. Tough, yeah. yeah um and I related so much to that because that was like me like I I continued to actually gain weight after I was deemed healthy but it wasn't healthy like I it was not for me anyway um so yeah I just think definitely with the the prep and stuff the difference between a prep and I suppose my experience is like people who like for you for example you prep but you are able to come out of it whereas I like having anorexia is actually a genetic thing so it's triggered by it's triggered by a calorie deficit which is is it's crazy like really um so that's why some people diet and they're perfect and they come straight out of it and they're they can live a healthy lifestyle whereas with me obviously now I can still diet because I'm you know I'm in a good place and I know how to manage it but I didn't back then so when I entered a calorie deficit those thoughts really started to come in um which is really interesting and something I needed to stop worrying about because I was so anxious about putting my clients on a diet and it was like 
or like a calorie deficit and it was like Jen you're a small percentage of the world and it's like Mm. just because someone goes into a calorie deficit they're not going to develop an eating disorder do you know what I mean yeah fear I had I'm I'm over it now because I've been chatting to a few people out and they were like you can't do that like you can't worry about that you know because majority of people will lose like body weight and or body fat and feel great you know Um, yeah so I feel like I'm going from one thing to another I know um, I know sorry that I brought that tangent off that, that's why no. I was just like for people just to I think it was important for people to kind of recognize because again some people think oh like fat loss sure I look great whatever I was like you need to bear people need to bear in mind the implications that going into a deficit de- de- can have as you said 90% of the you know if you were to get a group of 100 females 90% of them 100% could live better healthier live longer whatever but there might and i said maybe 10 percent. like i'm throwing these numbers out like this probably less it's probably like half a percent i'd say half a percent whatever that you know could be like you and that's that's how it is and i suppose it's important to kind of remember that like it doesn't happen to everyone we don't i'm not we're not trying to put anyone off yeah or whatever but um no i am one of very few you know there like it's obviously there is loads of people that suffer as well but in the grand scheme of things it's very very common like yeah um, but resuming back to normality you know kind of coming out of that you know so again you're probably still whatever probably just about turn 16 as well no I I was 15 yeah 15 yeah so like they say but if you came out in December you would have been turned 16 that following May that May yeah 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 so like tell us about them because again like 16 17 like again such a big I think a big age in life as well so how did you kind of go from there then into you know your late teens and stuff um so I slowly started going back to school um, which was so difficult like because everyone was like where were you why aren't you in school like you know like even the lads I was in a boy and girl school so boy and girl school is that what you say girl mixed school (laughs) mixed school (laughs) and um you were like like where were you and like you know, you ditching the school, ditching, ditching school. Ditching school, yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh, I just was like, oh, I was just a bit sick, <laughs> lol. <laughs> but that was really hard going back to school because everyone was just like, where were you? Like, what were you doing? Although they kind of knew because I did look desperate. You know, like it was kind of obvious. Um, but that was quite difficult. I was in my 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 um junior search. Mm. and like I'd missed out on so much so when it actually came to the junior search I just actually decided I wasn't I wasn't going to sit um because I was able to get an exemption from like you know the like my doctor and everything I sat one or two because I was like I want the experience for my leaving search um yeah. but like you know it, I wasn't doing it to, to I missed out on everything like all the all the poems and like the novels in English and, and all the all the stuff in Irish so there was literally no point in me even doing it really um I did sit one or two because I just wanted that experience but so that happened I was doing pretty okay maintaining my weight mm-hmm. um wasn't going to the gym or anything like that that kind of compulsive exercise did really decrease which was really good um yeah. and I was eating well mm-hmm. um but I was still, I just didn't feel my best. Like I was, I was still underweight for my body. Um, yeah. But I was still able to, I was much better now. I was able to 
to have a chat with a person like I, I wouldn't have met anyone when I was when I was really bad or even wanted to do anything so I was I was actually I wanted to do things like I wanted to go out meet friends and so that was good and then it slowly started to deteriorate again that summer um just slowly started portions started getting smaller I started moving more um and that was kind of yeah so I I kind of did like what's the word regressed yeah I regressed like quite quickly again that summer so this was summer 2017 yeah summer 2017 um and I was meant to be going into TY and for some no some reason I was like I've missed out on so much time so I'm going to skip TY and go into fifth year and then if I need to repeat I can repeat so that was my I was like you know because I was so anxious about missing so much school and I was like aiming for like a high points course so I was like I need to study I need to whatever so skipped TY um and at this stage I was not doing good um but yeah so I skipped TY anyway and went into fifth year and it was like looking back it was uh, like I would never regret skipping because I'm where I am now and I've you know I met so many people because I skipped and but at the at the time it was really hard because I didn't really have anyone Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. I just didn't have a really good support system when I skipped um I was on my own in the year like I was and um that made it really hard (laughs) um because I just didn't have anyone and so like I just used to either go home for lunch every day um, and just not come back or I'd sit in the toilet and have my lunch. Like, do you know, because I just didn't have anyone to talk to in my ear. I really didn't. Um, so I decided that I was going to move school. Um, so I moved school then in sixth year and I moved to St. Mary's. And that was one of the best things I ever did. Like I it just helped me so so much I met people that like valued me as a friend and were really 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 nice and I felt really see I went to the primary school of St Mary's so I knew a lot of people um but so at this stage then I decided I was gonna start getting better again um and at that point I was like right enough is enough I've wasted so much time so I kind of just decided to go I'm gonna say all in have you ever heard of Stephanie Buttermore no she's like this 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 um fitness influencer that she like experienced like what she would say extreme hunger where she was just never satisfied so she went she called it all in where she just let go of everything and just ate to what she wanted to eat and nourished her body and just gave it what it wanted like unconditional permission to eat so I kind of took that approach um, and like I was so hungry. I related to Kate on this so much when she was saying she was just never full. I was okay. never full and I was just so, so hungry. And I just decided, right, if I want to, I just need to let go and I need to just eat. Um, and I did. And it was so terrifying and difficult. I gained weight quite quickly, um, which was really hard because I had no... I had no psychological support at this time. Like I was just, I didn't really have, I didn't, once I came out of hospital, it was just nothing. That's why yeah. the ser- like services are really bad here. There's nothing like, um, 
but yeah gained a lot of weight very quickly it was really hard to process because I was like I had the identity of being the really skinny one and now I wasn't anymore um and I like I gained a lot of weight and I wasn't going to the gym or I, like I wasn't exercising at this point at all I was just trying to heal my body and find my happy place um it was really really hard but okay so yeah like I gained so much weight in a short space of time and it was like I just felt like a completely different person then I was like who am I now like I'm not I I kind of I'm not going to say I was never I never binged because I was always like really aware of what I was eating but I was eating a lot of food okay um but I was starving for it like and people say how could you be hungry like you're eating that and it's like I missed out on thousands and thousands and thousands of calories in the last two or three years you know like my body was so so hungry and I think it's for anyone that is recovering it's so important to just listen to your body Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much you've eaten like it, it's not the same as coming out of a prep or a fat loss phase this is like years of of being in a ridiculous calorie deficit do you know what I mean like this is not yeah, yeah. something this is not just a diet like it's it was I was starved um and I just truly listened to my body and kept eating really similar to what Kate was talking about you know she just she just let go and just ate um and I hit a certain weight and I it kind of just plateaued and I stopped gaining weight. Now I had gained, I'm not messing, about 27 kilos, I'm gonna say, from my lowest. Okay. So I gained a lot of weight. Like I looked so different. Um, I'd gone from being severely underweight to like the top end of healthy, like nearly not I'm not gonna say overweight, but I was I was. I'm he- I was heavier than I am now, let's say. Um, but I really, really think I needed to do that because if I didn't reach that weight, my body would have never settled. My body was so stressed. Um, it was so anxious, so terrified. I was going to just cut food again, starve it. And um, it needed, it needed those extra, whatever, eight, nine, 10 kilos because than I am now, like, because it was like, once it hit that it was like okay like we're okay now I don't need to keep storing fat and I don't need to keep making her really hungry because she's going to feed me like that is literally what goes like that is that is what goes on yeah. in your body um, your body like I 100% agree like people in East are listening to their bodies because yeah. like you know if you're hungry like that like you know there's only so much hunger levels you can like listen to whatever yeah. and you know again it's what a lot of people don't do is like listen to their body it's kind of like oh I'm a little bit sore but I'm gonna keep fighting through it it's like always wait until like the lowest of lows make a change and I think people really kind of like need to think about the situations kind of like you know why would you let something go now again this could be in any aspect it could be overtraining it could be you know your sleep you're really sleep deprived you know why are you gonna wait until like you're not sleeping for like you know you're only sleeping for like two hours a night or whatever like if it like I don't know why but it's always situation it's kind of like oh even like a car if anyone has a car or drives a car mm-hmm. you always wait until pretty much the car breaks down to be oh, like yeah. oh I should probably change yeah. so you know any advice at this point of the podcast is to like if you're anyway unsure or whatever just like just just don't let it keep going like if you're aware that there's an issue or a barrier 
like don't let try and not let it go to that ex, to an extent of yeah. you know, people always wait till like last minute or something yeah. no um but yeah it was I just got into the stage where my body was it was just once your body is fighting you like you can't ignore it like there's a difference between being a bit hungry in a diet and like this but this was like not going away like I could not fight it I could not I had to like your body will fight you if you yeah. continue to starve it and not eat like it will literally do everything it can it will make you have headaches you'll feel sick all the time you'll have no concentration and the only choice you have is to eat and that's what my body did to me and it's it's actually amazing that it did do that because I wouldn't have done it otherwise do you know what I mean I would have never eaten the amount I did um and like through this time then I obviously gained my cycle back I lost my 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 period for about three years so I gained it back never gained it back when I'd reached the healthy weight according to the doctors but reached it when I truly listened to my hunger and truly gained past what I deemed right um Mm -hmm. and once I hit that weight my body was so calm and settled and like I didn't want as much food anymore you know I didn't crave food all the time I just had I started to eat more normally and I started to feel full and it was the most incredible experience I never thought I'd feel full again um and like I was definitely unhappy in my body but it was like anything is actually better than that like I would rather feel uncomfortable but be able to eat because I just couldn't do it like I was just like enough is enough I just couldn't go back so then that brought me up to like end of sixth year um so this was kind of going on throughout my leaving sir and then um it was kind of the start of first year then I felt I did feel quite bad about myself again which is is, is, it's sad because I just didn't I wasn't happy in myself um Mm -hmm. so I said I would start going to the gym and I got actually a plan of someone who'd be really good like you know um and he um it was just like a six-week fat loss thing but it was really really good like there was really good ex- he introduced me to resistance training um Brilliant. like the idea that the calorie deficit doesn't need to be that big I mean yeah like it can you can eat a good amount of food I got in- introduced to protein introduced to recovery like all this kind of stuff all the weights kind of things um and I started doing that and I started to really really like it I think it was on three full body days a week and I just loved it mm-hmm. um and it was like a really sustainable approach do you know what I mean um and I it was then I was like I actually don't have to feel awful if I want to to lose some weight or look good but I just want to make it clear that I didn't go near fat loss for like two years Mm. do you know what I mean like I I don't think like maybe looking back it wasn't the right thing for me to do to go into a fat loss phase it probably was coming from a point of hatred again yeah um like I personally like I just don't I think you need to spend a significant amount of time at a higher weight before like if you are recovering from an eating disorder before you even consider going into a deficit or anything because it's just not worth it you know you don't want to trigger it again but I did feel ready and I felt I I had really improved my relationship with food and I was able to not take it too far I stuck to the amount the calories he gave me I didn't just slash them um brilliant and like 
it was like I started to feel really a lot better myself just by even going to the gym not even the weight loss not like um and I lost some weight in a really sustainable approach um and then I kind of just started to like fall in love with the gym and I was like I love this like it was so good after that six weeks um I continued you know going to the gym and doing my own thing and eating high protein like that was kind of the first time I ever even knew about protein so that was like nearly three years ago now um but yeah so got really into the gym then and then it just kind of took off from there I started reading up on things watching YouTubes and following a load of like bodybuilders and fitness accounts and loved the idea of building muscle I just thought it was so cool and um like I was still working a lot on myself at this point like I was still I was still very like anxious about my body but it was I was able to manage the thoughts and the gym was actually really helping me like I would just go in in like baggy clothes and I was just in there to like do my own thing it wasn't like I'm it wasn't just like, hatred at this point it was simply just a lot yeah, of maybe the I, start of like you starting to properly love your body and like nourishing it and yeah. I love how you actually like you took the time to like first off I think even getting a coach at, the, at that point even if it was for six weeks at least you kind of recognize that you you wanted to obviously learn and want to yeah. get the help as well because I think people like with when they start their fitness journey it's like I'll do it by myself I'll do this and you know we'll see how it goes it's like yeah. you could save so much time yeah. stress and you know look after your health yeah. by actually just hiring a professional and again if even if it was for that six weeks or whatever that might have led on to you know future things as well but like at least you were like educating yourself yeah. and you wanted to learn I think that's another side of this as well because like you should want to know how your body works I think that should be a thing that mm-hmm. we should all want yeah. um in life because like you know you have your body for the rest of your life so you should want to know how to look after it how yeah. to fuel it it's a kind of like you know it's looking after a house you you have like you have the you know the, you clean the windows you clean up you know when you finish the dishwasher like you should do all these things internally so why do we not do look at the same for our body mm-hmm. I think this was the start of you actually doing that um, yeah which after so many difficult years, like I can't imagine. And even like, as you were talking there and, and people can't see this, but like Jenny had this massive smile on her face because you can see <laughs> that you were f- like, you were starting to again, feel happy. Maybe. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Just the yeah it was just kind of like, maybe there's another way to go about this. Maybe I don't have to, you know, Buffer. To, yeah. Like maybe I can do this in a fun and enjoyable way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that happened then. And then like, a few months on after that I was kind of like plateauing I suppose so then I hired another coach um like it was probably a year a year after that maybe and he um it was actually Josh Cowan you know Josh I do yes yeah um and he helped me so much so we were in lockdown and um he basically taught me all about like intensity so I had a barbell and weights and like he was just he basically just really taught me about how to train properly and how to train close to failure. And like he put me on a, a kind of a bulk and I was terrified. It was like I'm intentionally gaining weight here. Like what? Like and I don't need to. But it was so good because I, I I went above calories. I never thought I would. And I didn't get massive. Like I didn't just gain a lot of weight. Like um, so yeah that was like for the first few months of lockdown and then we came out of lockdown and then I yeah, so I finished up with him and then I um started with Keen 
God, I sound like, I don't know, but anyway. Um, and Keen, like we entered a, um, a gaining phase as well. And like, that was just, just become such a minor issue in my life. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, not a big deal. Um, and I fell in love with the gym, obviously. Like I became a PT a few weeks after that. Um, but like, I feel like that's such a ramble, but like, well, it's, it's such a journey. Like um, it's such a journey, Jenny. Like, honestly, like I, it's so raw and so open. And again, like these are stuff that I don't, that I don't hear about as well. And no, uh, probably so for some people listening probably would have never known. Maybe, maybe they did know a bit about this as well, because again, on social media, like on your page, you are very open about huh? some of the things that you've experienced. And I think like, I don't know where the, like, like, how do you feel right now after opening up about all that? Like, do you feel, I, I want to say, I don't want to say relieved. I don't want to put words mm. in but how, how do you feel right now? Just actually letting yeah. that story out. Um, it's definitely hard. Like it, it is difficult to bring it up, but it does. Like I've just come so far. I never, so ever, ever, ever thought I could be happy again. I never did. Um, like talk, bleh, talking about that. Like it just, I just want to prove to people. I honestly thought I would never get better. Mm-hmm. I thought this was my life. Now I'm going to be miserable and never be able to eat out, never be able to enjoy anything. And I can do those things now. And I can, I literally, food is never like, I'm always just like, I want to fuel my workout. It used to be, why would I eat before a workout? Like I'm trying to burn stuff. But now it's like food is just, I'm just, I just can't explain to people how worth it a few years not even a few years it might be a few months for some people a few months of just pain and going through really hard recovery is worth it mm. and I remember actually I'll say this one thing that one psychologist told me and it stuck with me for the rest of my life and I've told many many people this and it is it has actually helped them but he said to me after like this third time I had relapsed he was like look if you just decide that you're going to give recovery six months and he was like, give it your all and try your hardest, work with me um, and for the six months and just do everything I tell you. And he said, if after the six months you still feel just as bad, well, then I, you've proved me wrong and you can go back to your, your eating disorder. But if you feel better after the six months, even a little bit, then, you know, and that happened. And when the six months had passed, I was like, I'm never going back. Do you know what I mean? so having that in my head like I can always go back to it it's not like it's just gone yeah that really helped me because then once those six months actually were over I was like I don't want to go back but knowing at the time it was like having that safety blanket okay I can always go back to my eating disorder if I need to and then once you get past that stage you're like I don't want to you know um that really stuck with me because I was like it's only six months and I can always go back to it you know um and yeah I just because I just can't tell people enough how you can't like anyone has the chance to get better they just have to put in the work um it's ridiculously hard like it is um but like my advice to anyone would be just go for it like as hard that sounds awful now but like just you're never going to feel comfortable and you're never going to feel ready and you're never going to feel sick enough I never felt sick enough I always felt oh I'm way faster than my other people so I don't need to get better like if you if food is affecting your life um 
in a negative way, then that's enough for you to want to get better. Like that means you you need to get better. Do you know what I mean? Now, obviously, some people don't have a full blown eating disorder, but for people who do, if it's impacting your life in a negative way, that that means you're sick enough. Do you know what I mean? And you do deserve help. Um, but yeah, it's it's just I can't say enough how how worth it it is. I never thought I would get to where I am. Like I'm just like every day I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, I can just have my breakfast. I can just have it. I don't have to be worried. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's just insane. And I, I forget how hard I actually worked for it. And I need to remember how far I have come. Do you know? Of course. Because sometimes I beat myself up about like little things and I'm like, Jen, stop. Like, do you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a hundred percent you should be so happy with everything that you've done and like the fact that I think you know, for maybe anyone that might be kind of related to, let's say, their own fitness journey, like, you know, because again, like we will see it from like, let's say the coaching perspective, you know, people are like, oh, I think about, you know, hiring a coach or whatever, like you literally just said the, the, the best advice for anyone that could be listening, um, whether they might be in a way experienced, experiencing what you might have experienced, or even just someone yeah. like me who, you know, hasn't experienced this as well, to know that like, if you want something, you have to want it. It's not yeah. anyone else. And I think when people think they hire a coach, they think, oh, the coach is going to like, you know, do good work for me. And like, you know, they're going to motivate me. It's like, you have to do that yourself. And that's yeah. the hardest lesson that you have to learn. You have to want the change yourself. And yeah. like you did, and like, you know, whatever you, you had your ups and downs as we all do in all aspects of life. And I think, you know, the fact that you can now say after all these years, that you're happy and you like you know it's it's a work in progress maybe sometimes and there's of course going to be little dashes of self-doubt over um over that period or you know in, at the moment but you've you've come out of such you know a difficult time of your life yeah. and now like my god like you're only 20 like I feel like I in a way my I in a way I'm like god your life is not even has even started yeah, yet. I know I'm Dave yeah. I always say that people's lives don't start until they're 24 and 25 when they're out of college yeah. it's like I feel like my life's only starting now <laughs> um so like I feel like your life is like there's so many yeah many things are yet to happen in your life which is also very very exciting yeah it's just like I just I just have learned so much you do learn so much when you go through things you know um but I suppose yeah I just can't say it enough how if you are struggling, like just ask for help. Like yeah. it's, it's, if anyone, like a lot of people text me, you know, and I would have never thought that those people who are struggling um, and I would maybe lead them in the right direction or refer them to someone I know. Um, and like, they're so grateful because there's nothing here. Like there's like, it's, it's, it's bad to know yeah. that they don't, but I just like I just can't say enough. Just just speak to someone and just share how you feel. Um, because it's so possible to to get over it. Um, it's so possible. You know, like I'm living proof. I never thought I would. Trust me, my family never thought I would. And because I was, you know, everyone around me was like, no, that's she just won't because she's too stuck in it. But I did. I came out of it, and um, I can't tell you how worth it it is and it makes me appreciate life so much I'm like wow I just you know yeah I could go on for so long talking about this but um I just can't 
I just can't say enough how you are the person who's listening to this who might be struggling you are sick enough if you have thoughts around this and you think even that you might be unwell well then you are do you know what I mean just Um, reach out again don't let it as we said like don't don't feel like you need to let it persist and persist even if it's like you know if someone has like oh have a little cough like go to the doctor and get a check yeah. like, you know what like it's just we should always feel like no matter how small we think it might be yeah keep brushing it onto the carpet it could end up pointing pointing up so you just never know so I think like you know it's always safe and sorry and I think yeah it's it's the longer you leave it the harder it is actually to get out of it 100%. so because when I was I was so young there was such a big chance of me recovering and they always told me that they were like you yeah. have only been unwell for a shorter amount of time Mm-hmm. you can you compare to a 40 year old woman that might be might be there you know when she's been unwell for 20 years so the quicker you nip it in the bud the quicker because your brain won't you know your brain doesn't have as long to kind of rewire so yeah. the quicker you nip it in the bud the quicker you will recover um so you don't need to wait till you're rock bottom and you don't need to wait till like you know you have to be admitted anywhere you just should should get help now even if you have slight guilt around food there's no reason why you can't get a therapist and chat to them about like you know um but yeah oh my god jenny like that was just (laughs) guys that i don't know about you but i know this was so deep but i think it's no doubt if it helps if this helps one person it's still life you Mm -hmm. know i think there might be someone who might just take this you know from this and even you know if someone you know may not be experiencing what you're what you went through whatever like they may know someone and I think like if you see anyone around you you know always you know give your give guidance give help you know and it's important that we do you know treat ourselves with love and care as as Mm -hmm. you know you know all those other people around you as well but um Jenny I can't thank you enough for being so open um and like as I said like you are quite open on social media anyway about this as well and again a lot of bravery as well so you know and obviously like now you're coaching as well but it's obviously like you know you're now being on the other side as well helping yeah. other you know yeah. females as well so for anyone that you know would like to know a bit more about you maybe want to be coached by you where can they find you online um so my instagram is jenny p underscore fit i should probably change that now but anyway that's my instagram name um and yeah i don't have any like other forms of social media that's just my my main um, and amazing. you can like there's like links in my bio that you can apply for anything or if anyone ever wants me just send me a message um I'm more than happy to to chat to anyone amazing amazing well guys I really hope you enjoy, enjoyed this episode this was like the most like eye-opening I think podcast I've ever recorded like it's just you know I've I, I've I've learned a lot about this so like again thank you um Jenny and like for anyone that is um I suppose like you look feel free to reach out to Jenny um you know I, I'm sure like Jenny has said like will be helpful to anyone that's there and um look obviously I'm I'm not qualified in these areas as well so again please f- feel to reach out to people if you ever if anyone that's listening might need support as well um but if you did like this episode please do let myself or Jenny know um and yeah I'd be so grateful as well but again I really really hope this has helped at least one person that is listening um at the moment and yeah guys until the next episode I will see you all very very soon